Welcome to episode four of the Growth and Jams podcast. Um, I'm going to be sitting down today with my good friend, Monica. We're here to talk about strictly jams today. So it's going to be the first uh, episode where we're just talking about music. And I hope you all enjoy the show. One, two, three. Um, Monica, why don't you start by giving a brief rundown of who you are and I guess how we know each other, why we're friends, I guess. Well, what's good people. Um, so like Saul said, my name's Monica. Um, I'm 21, about to be 22. Um, I just graduated from UTSA and I've been besties with Saul for about, I think it's been like four years now right yeah like oh, almost four or five years almost it's yeah. pretty crazy i know it's been forever it feels like um i think we like started getting closer like towards the end of high school and then yeah. ever since then it's been history um just we just really bonded over music mostly like we have a love for travis scott and going to you know different shows together so i feel like that's where we bonded the most yeah definitely yeah definitely i would characterize us as people that put value in thursday nights which i mean most people just hate thursday nights where they're Um, like oh cool it's like one day till the weekend or thirsty thursdays or whatever the case may be but for us i think I don't know. I look forward to Thursday nights because that's when all the new music releases for the week. And I think you do as well. Mm-hmm. So I stay up and, you know, it's like 10 PM when music drops or 11 or whatever. And I listen to music and that's like my greatest thrill for the week. Um, but yeah, so to talk about music, a couple of really important albums released in the last month. Um, since I talked about music last on the show, uh, one of those being uh, dreamland by glass animals probably one of the best albums i've ever listened to in my life i'm not even exaggerating Mm -hmm. i usually i'm usually super critical of music but and i never rate albums 10 out of 10 but i'm gonna give this album a straight 10 out of 10 it's flames yeah really good so y'all people definitely listen uh we'll go into an in-depth review in a little bit but just at the surface level like these dudes are so unique, so talented. They're from Oxford, England. Um, yeah, they're like psychedelic pop or electronic indie music. I don't even know how to describe it. It's really unique, really good stuff. So many different instruments, so many different sounds. So definitely give it a listen. Um, when was the first time that you listened to Glass Animals and or experienced their music? I want to say I heard about them from you. And it wasn't that long ago. It was that it was like I think two albums ago. I think it was because weren't they at ACL or something? Yeah, they were. So they were at ACL in 2015. Which, yeah. Okay. Side note: probably the greatest ACL of all time, in my I opinion. I don't know. Would agree. 
Yeah, it's definitely a, for our generation, I would say it was the greatest ACL. Maybe for our older generations, maybe not so, but I had no idea who glass animals were going into this ACL. And I showed up on Friday. I was waiting. Uh, can't even remember who was playing. I was waiting to see like 21 pilots. And then I think Drake was that night as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, Friday or Saturday of that weekend. I show up to the set. There's like pineapples flying in the crowd palm trees on stage i'm like what is going on and then gooey comes on off of their you know debut album which Mm -hmm. is like a platinum song now yeah and that song changed my life i'm not gonna lie so like every time i listen to glass animals it feels like i'm just trying to get back to that experience at acl where i was sitting there just straight vibing yeah i think i think that's where it started is where you sent me gooey and then i was just like transcended into the heavens when I first listened to that song. And then I think their next album was How to Be Human. And then from there, I like really connected with the song Agnes, which is one of the last songs on the album. Also really good. And yeah, this album that just came out is just, it's like different, but it's still like very much them. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so... 10 out of 10. Definitely a 10. And I mean, just to put it on the level, like, or give some perspective, like the only other albums I would give 10s are like Rodeo by Travis Scott, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye, Mm -hmm. uh, and then like Man on the Moon 1 and 2 by Kid Cudi. Yeah. And that's like it for me. Like, honestly, maybe like Dookie by Green Day as well, but like, we're not going to get into the whole rock genre. But like, (laughs) yeah, there's very few 10 albums out there. And this one is a solid 10 in my opinion you can't forget blonde by frank ocean my guy yeah also blonde honestly all of frank ocean's discography is 10 so like the man is a 10 i would agree yeah but just i mean the album starts out with the self-titled album of the song which is dreamland and then it ends with helium and these two songs are super good. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but halfway through the last song on the album, which is Helium, there's like a break in the song and then a beat change. And it's like the same beat from Dreamland. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bro, everything just came full circle in my life at that moment. It was right? amazing. It's like a perfect like beginning and end to an album, which I feel like, yeah. like you don't see a lot in albums where it just like connects all in the end. And yeah, so, yeah, I think Helium is probably one of my favorites on the album just because like the chorus in it, like I guess I wanted you more than I thought I did. I think is how it goes. Like it just yeah. like resonated with me. I just thought it was super beautiful. Yeah, definitely. I think so. The There is what four singles I think they released for the album, maybe mm-hmm. five. Um, but those are all like really really good and i don't want to discount heat waves any anyway because i think that's probably the best song on the album mm-hmm. but whenever i hear singles i usually like dissociate them from the album itself and i'm like oh well this is like its own thing because it's like good enough to be released by itself type of thing mm-hmm. so for me my favorite song was domestic bliss and that song was amazing i really that liked it good. i would have to say though that my song of the year i feel like which is pretty bold I would have to say, bold, um, fellas. It is bold, but Tokyo Drifting featuring Denzel yeah. Curry, just so good. Like I, 
remember we both like I think we found it on our own because it came out like I think at the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, it came out a long time ago. I was super confused by the collaboration in and yeah. of itself. Because it just doesn't. When it make came out, I was like, uh. But yeah, Denzel Curry is just like he's on his own other level, like opposite side, and then yeah. just the collaboration is just. I don't know. It's just beautiful. Song goes it high. really is. I've listened to the song probably like 700 times this year. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. I even put like my dad and like people in my family on the song. And I think at this point, probably anyone that rides in the car with me is tired of listening to the song, but it slaps. The music video is also really cool for it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a shame. We don't get to listen to it live anytime soon, but you know, one day. Yeah. One day, whenever they go on tour for this album, when COVID is not a problem, 100% I'm buying tickets. I'm sure you're buying tickets, but fellow listeners, buy tickets. Y'all should experience this music, even if you don't even like it, like Mm -hmm. listening, because listening to an album, you know, with your headphones on or in the car is totally different than live. But these people are performers. Like, it's really good stuff live. Um, Yeah. I'm just thinking about like the visuals that they'll have and like the lights just connecting with like the beat drops and especially on Tokyo drifting. Like, I just feel like the show would be like amazing. Yeah. So something that I looked into a little bit was their lead singer. His name is Dave Bailey. Apparently he has written and produced every single one of their songs, Hmm. which is insane to me. So he's definitely like a creative mastermind behind all their music. And like from the three albums themselves, they're like entirely different sounds. Yeah. But this one truly like the production is seems to be way ahead of the other ones. Like I really like both the previous albums, but this one, the production was really, really good. Like for one of the, like the song your love or deja vu, the production on that song is like ridiculously good. There was a lot of thought that went into that. There's layers to the instruments. And something that they do a lot in all their songs is bring in like a wide variety of instruments that most groups together don't use. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. There's like, I think there's like a heavy amount of trumpets in there for some reason. I thought yeah. like it was an instrument that I heard pretty often. Yeah, definitely. And also like even in their like usage of normal instruments, like in Melon and the Coconut, the guitar riffs in that song, they're really different. They're really cool sounding. I don't even know how to characterize it, but yeah. also good stuff. Mm-hmm. Just some notable moments. Um, but yeah, also I read that cause they have a collaboration from like 2014 with Joey badass. Mm-hmm. And apparently he said they were like one of his favorite people to work with. Um, like Joey badass said that about glass animals, which is crazy to me when like indie or alternative music kind of meshes with hip hop. Yeah. Because it seems like there would be like a fundamental disconnect between lifestyle, culture, vision, like creativity, all of that. Mm-hmm. But it seems like these people are just really cool to work with because they really push the boundary on like pretty much everything they do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I guess it's, I feel like they're, they have to be like on the same like wavelength as them, I guess with mm-hmm. like, how creative they want to be with their sound. And I guess it just goes to show that they're both like the same spot in their careers where they just want to create music. That's just fun for people to listen to and something that's different 
especially with yeah. you know everything going on like this album's just perfect for i guess yeah. it's like a perfect distraction to come out right now definitely something to note too that i usually don't really care about because i usually just pick the songs i like from albums and then like not that i don't save the rest but i just don't listen to the rest i'll add the ones i like to like my playlist that i listen to mm-hmm. um but this one like you can listen beginning to end and they have like i think it's three or four like interludes that are like home movie tapes mm-hmm. and they make the like transitions between songs like seamless which is like that takes so much thought and so much like attention to detail like it's not even important to most people because they're like i'm not going to listen to this you know home movie interlude on my own mm-hmm. or on its own but then when you listen to it from beginning to end it's like one big playlist which is really cool yeah and i feel like i mean it's kind of an occurring like theme or like trend for artists to put like recordings or voicemails yeah. in songs and stuff but like hearing like old home movies or or you know whatever is something like different that i haven't heard before totally agree so yeah just to round out the talk on glass animals so we don't beat the dead horse yeah <laughs> 10 out of 10 give it a listen go see them watch the music videos do whatever you have to do but definitely give it a shot it's worth listening to um is there any notable music that you have liked in the last month that's come out besides them in the last month all right let me let me go look really quick um okay this is kind of underrated and i don't think that you would agree that this (laughs) album slaps because it's just different but people do not sleep on flow millie oh my gosh i'm not (laughs) i'll let you take the wheel on this one because i don't listen Okay, yeah. So Flamily is, she's kind of like a, I wouldn't even compare her to Cardi B because, you know, I don't stand Cardi B, even though WAP does clap. Um, oh, goodness. We're not even going to get into that. Um, so I would say she's more like a Make the Stallion meets Rico Nasty. And like, I'm really into Rico Nasty. And so Flamily is just this different, just a weird chick, but I think she got discovered off of like TikTok or something. Um, and yeah, her album just goes hard. Don't sleep. Um, another one, oh, was, uh, the Guilty Conscience remix with Tame Impala. I think we both really like that single. Yeah, just in general. I think it's 070 Shake. I think that's how you say her name. Yeah. She like has worked with Kanye in the past um, on some of his albums. And she's also from Chicago. Uh, she has some good, good music. Not even just this remix. Like this remix was crazy mm-hmm. to me because I don't know how they even found her music, Tame Impala, or why they remixed it. But yeah, that's another artist that everyone should go listen to. She's awesome. Really liked her album this year too. Yeah. And then I guess another one that we both really enjoyed was uh, Chase B and Don Tolliver Cafeteria featuring Gunner. Flame. Absolute flame. They have a collaboration coming out, like a whole project. And I think we're both just really looking forward to it. Yeah. Honestly, I never thought Chase B would be anything more than a DJ because he's been with Travis for ever. And like, 
the songs that he has produced to date are really, really good. Like they, he has his totally own sound and doesn't follow like any of the status quo or like what any other producer is doing. Mm-hmm. So I really like the beat on the song. And then Don Tolliver's like coming out of his shell. This dude's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm getting a call. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Don Tolliver is coming out of his shell. He's doing his thing and he's going to blow up as well. I think he's already like pretty big among Travis's followers and yeah. people in the hip hop community. But I think he has the potential to be like, you know, someone like the next Gunna, which mm-hmm. is also, also featured on the song, who continues to impress me as well. Like he just released the deluxe album of Wanna and Fire. Man, this I would say that Glass Animals and Gunna's albums were my two favorites this year for sure. Like I don't think you agree with me, maybe I'm gonna <laughs> this dude is so good. He doesn't even be speaking English. He's not even talking about anything that's relevant. So he just sounds so fire. Like it's ridiculous. Just to put this man on. Dollars on my head with Young Thug. Absolute masterpiece. Sun came out. Skybox. Nasty Girl on camera. That's a good one. And Do Better. Mm-hmm. these songs are so good and like i i listened to gunna when like young thug first shouted him out when his music was like pretty garbage and now this dude has evolved in, into an artist that is actually like cultivating a really unique sound as well and i think just from like the hip-hop perspective i think it really depends on how like unique your beats are and who you get your beats from that like yeah. sets you apart from people mm-hmm. but he did a really good job of like picking specifically what beats he could like stylize and what would like, you know, help his sound develop as well. Like all those beats that I just mentioned are like really, really unique. Mm-hmm. So that's good stuff. Um, also, most people don't like Flatbush Zombies. I think they were like big, maybe if they were ever big on SoundCloud for like yeah. a year. Uh-huh. Um but they came out with a new song called Afterlife that's produced by James Blake, which I thought was crazy because yeah. I know that he makes all his own music and he produces all his own music, but I didn't know that he would do that for other people, nor did I see him doing that for a like, really hardcore like East Coast rap group like Flatbush Zombies. So, it didn't make any sense at first. I think it didn't, he didn't at all. Yeah, about the collaboration. But... Like, even just hearing, like, a trailer for the music video, I was like, yo, this song's going to be fire. And sure yeah, enough. it was really cool. Mm-hmm. And the music video really is unique song. cool, too. Yeah, definitely. I'm not really a huge, like, fan of music videos, and they don't really carry the same weight that they used to carry, because, like, mm-hmm. songs were only as big as their music videos were, like, 15 years ago when everything was on, like, VH1 or whatever in the morning. Um, but now, like... I really do enjoy how like some music videos can complement these songs and I won't listen unless it, or I won't go watch unless like it's a cool music video, but yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah. Also smile with juice world and the weekend came out. Rest which was really sad. Um, because juice world had tweeted if me and the weekend made a record, it would be diamond or it would go diamond. And man, that's so sad. Like, it did come to fruition after he passed, but he is not getting to see like all the success his music is doing after the fact. And he was a super talented young artist. So it's like a super really good song. Cool single. 
And it's like also yeah. crazy to me that like, you know, he had his whole project come out and then his girlfriends like over there saying on Instagram live that there's like more projects coming out in the future. Yeah. And like, I feel like it was a little overdone with XXX. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. It was super overdone, you know, when it came to his stuff, because like a lot of it was incomplete and I feel like if he was like alive still, he wouldn't want some of those songs to be released. I feel like they just threw them out there versus like with yeah. Juice World, like all of his stuff that came out is good ever since he passed. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty crazy to me how much music a lot of these artists are sitting on mm-hmm. that probably will never see the light of day. Like for Juice World, I think it a lot of it will because of the way that he produced his music. Like you would just go in there freestyle and then like that would be it. Yeah. But like for people like Travis Scott, who he said he has like 3,500 songs completed. Those are never going to get released. Like there's so many that got teased, so many he said he was going to release that never got released. But it's just crazy because are you doing the world a disservice by not releasing that music? Or are you like continuing to keep like such a high standard for yourself so that the only music that you do put out is like, you know, top level, exactly how you want it to sound like you're satisfied with it type of thing yeah and like i would say for like the both of us like as you know extreme fans as we are like i would say it's a disservice because this man toys (laughs) toys with our emotions you know um but at the same time i do see you know the other aspect of it like he he does set like a really high standard for his music like when you watch like Mm -hmm that documentary that he had where like he talks about his, like whenever he's producing Astroworld and stuff, like, I don't know. I feel like he would rather like save some of this stuff. So that way he can learn from, from like his previous sounds and maybe go back to it. But I feel like he just always wants to be progressing with his sound. 100%. I thought it was pretty, uh, I was pretty bummed out because he came out on dot wave and like, I think everyone's wondering what his next step is going to be for music. And a lot of people want him to do like rodeo too. Cause that was like his magnum opus as much as like Astroworld and birds were like both it doesn't really solid albums. I don't think like, I think rodeo really was his pinnacle because mm-hmm. it was like very much like a, his raw sound meets like unprecedented collaboration and creativity in hip hop. So that's why it's my favorite. But he said he's not doing Rodeo 2, which made me super sad. But at the same time, it made me kind of excited because I saw that he's been talking about um, and referencing this utopia a lot, which is, I think, what his next album is going to be titled. And that just gives me the chills thinking about it. Like him and Kanye and not many other people really put that much thought into their albums mm-hmm. or into like the sound or their concepts of their albums very much. So like Astroworld was like a super well-rounded concept as was all three of his prior albums. Like the name fits, the cover fits, the songs fit, the like vibe and the energy is there. So now I'm just really excited to see like what he can come up with that meets the standards of like this utopia concept. So yeah. That's really cool. And I feel like he also has to think about, like, how can he top the Astroworld tour? Because, like, that yeah. tour, like, just, like, is groundbreaking for just live music in general. Like, all the merch that came with it, like, the roller coasters that were in the arenas. 
Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if he wants to top that. I don't know if he can, but like, I feel like he's definitely going to like wait a while until um, or he's going to wait a while for the album to drop. Um, so that way he can figure out how he's going to top. What just yeah. Happened. I have this conversation with like a lot of other people as well. Like, how do you top that album? the hype that was surrounding that album, because that really did seem like that was his peak. Like to a lot of people that probably is his peak. And that probably is his peak right now. Cause that's where he re- achieved like the most success, uh, box office type of success, like sales, ticket sales, tour, like all of that, as well as hype. Like he was dating Kylie Jenner at the time, had a kid, like mm-hmm. he was, he was really making a name for himself. Whereas before he was very much just like an underground edgy, like, big among hip-hop people like you really yeah. made like front page news with this album type of thing and top the charts so i don't even understand how he's gonna top it but i'm sure he will and when he does it's gonna be insane like yeah the man he's breaking barriers 100 percent in hip-hop so i'm excited mm-hmm. one day one day we'll hear day. we'll hear some music. one day <laughs> it's been it's like actually like a week past the two year anniversary of Astroworld, which is really sad because usually we would have had at least a new single by now or a new, like, you know, album that he's been talking about for two years by now that he hasn't dropped. So if he's just starting to talk about like his next chapter, we're going to be waiting a long time for this album. Facts, dude. It's going to be sad. Yeah. Fun fact one of the first times that me and Saul ever hung out was at a Travis Scott show. This was uh, Birds in the Trap. Birds in the Trap tour in Houston. We waited like 10 hours or 9 hours before the show started in line just to get to the front, only to get completely destroyed in the crowd. Our ribs were crushed, suffocated. But You, me, and Caleb all just died. Uh (laughs) Yeah, good times. But yeah. Good music's coming out in the future. Super excited to kind of, you know, wrap the music section up and segue into, you know, we, I usually don't talk about shows and I don't think shows would be really fitting on this podcast, but this show is actually like really, really specific to music. And I think it's really, really good. Monica watched it before I did. Uh, it's called High Fidelity. I've been wanting to watch it for a really long time and I just finished it last night. Um, it's a great show. Really sad to hear that it got canceled, but uh, y'all should definitely go listen. It's with Zoe Kravitz, and essentially she's just like a DJ. Or yeah, she's a DJ, but she owns a record shop as well, and uh, she basically has a terrible luck with relationships. She's a kind of a terrible human being, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the show, she has you know a pretty unique group of friends. One of which is her ex-boyfriend who they broke up because he was gay and he came out and then Sharice, which is my favorite character in the show. She's, she's, she's pretty hilarious. Um, I don't even know how to describe her. She's groundbreaking. I forgot the poster. She put up groundbreaking music on the come up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's a really good show though. And the way that they like produce the show really cool because they basically have like a running playlist throughout the show that is so specifically curated by, you know, whoever did the soundtrack for this show that it really like, there was so much thought put into what songs to play when, um, 
songs I had never heard of as well, which is really cool. And yeah, I'm going to link that Spotify playlist in the show notes and y'all should definitely go give it a listen because I was blown away just by the the music in the show alone. Yeah, it was like a perfect combination of like old music, current music, just like some really, really good music. And I personally would like to meet the person that curated all of this. Yeah, 100%. Like the episode where she uh, is making that playlist for Mac Mm -hmm. um, and like she's just, you know, going through listening to these records and making this big playlist. I was like blown away as to like, yeah, how good this playlist was. But also she said something like, you have to listen to the playlist like beginning to end. And I thought that was really cool because like I do think about that as well. I don't really make or don't make like I used to at least like playlists at the capacity that I did. But that was like a huge key for me was like the opening songs got to be, you know, the attention grabber. Mm -hmm. And then like just going forward from there, like it has to tell a story, which is really cool. Yeah, I thought that was really cool too that she did that. Because, I mean, most people just press shuffle and go about their day. Like, you know, exactly. you never know what the person that made it for you intended. Definitely. Which I also thought was really cool because the character Simon makes a playlist for this guy that he's into on, like, a cassette. I thought that was so cool because it's, like, a lost art. Like, mm-hmm. like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Um, that just used to be such a romanticized thing. Like, let me make you a playlist. <laughs> or let me make you a CD or whatever it is. So that was really cool. Really liked the show. It was good stuff. Yeah, probably one of the best shows to come out. I really don't understand why it got canceled, but... Me either. I'm really upset. The ending left on a kind of a... Not a cliffhanger, but like it was definitely set up to go into a season two. So now it's just like, all right, uh... 10 episodes that were great and now I don't know what's going to happen. So that bummed me out. But yeah, I would definitely recommend everyone go listening, go watching, go watch. What am I even saying? (laughs) (laughs) Goodness. Yeah. Dreamland. Wanna. High fidelity. That's all you need in life. That's it. And Travis Scott. And Travis Scott. And uh, yeah, it's been great talking to you, Monica. And for y'all that have made it this far into our episode, whether you like, uh, you know, hearing people talk about music, whether you hated this and you don't want to listen ever again, uh, that's up to you. But I would appreciate if y'all, you know, instead of donating, because I don't think I want this to be like a monetized podcast in any form, just, you know, write a review, leave a rating, like, subscribe, share with your friends, tell a friend, whatever. I really appreciate it. And ultimately the only goal of this is to help y'all and I hope you enjoy it. Also tomorrow is Monica's birthday. When this airs, it will have been yesterday. So you better go wish her a happy belated birthday. She's turning 22. Um, yeah, we're old. It's great. We are old. It's great talking to you, Monica. I hope you will be able to come on and talk a little bit about life experiences in the future. Maybe some more jams as well. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. And Thanks for having me. Of course. Until next time, signing off. It is Saul. Goodbye. Goodbye.